Cootsies. We're rolling, dude. We are currently live. This is really exciting. I'm excited. I am. <laughs> I, I have goosebumps right now because joined in the in the lodge studio today all the way from long island strong island baby fucking long island baby long island mr <laughs> mac airs folks oh applause i'll give it a round of applause goodness baby boy thank you for joining us thank Mike. you guys for dude having. how you feeling Feeling great. You look uh, incredible. Yeah. You do too, bro. And you know what? You look great in a baseball uniform as well. We found your <laughs> high school baseball picture. I'm not sure if you can just pop it on over to the old computer there. So this is great. I looked up Mac Ayers to try and find some embarrassing <laughs> pictures of you. And there's apparently a college baseball player... Pitcher for the whoever Cardinals. I think maybe are the Ball Car- State. Ball State. Pretty sure, Ball State. Aren't yeah. the Cardinals a professional team though? Do they? There are the St. Louis Cardinals, but I, I don't I think. Doubt it's yeah. That no. stadium give didn't look some, big enough. I mean, some, I'm giving him time. Hey, shit. <laughs> I love his name. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I hope uh, that that <laughs> um, we're gonna call him um, Mac Ayers V2. Okay. I bet his full name is McKenzie. Yours is McLean. I think it's when I reached out to him, I actually pressed him about it. I think it's McGuire. Ooh. Yes. McGuire. What M-A-Z- a strong name. G U maybe W. I R A. Mac is going to be a strong name because it's just. Pow. Mac is much stronger. Yeah. Yeah. God, McGuire. Buys, dude. Look at those buys. I can tell you worked out today on those, on those adjustable dumbbells. Shit. You know. How did it feel? A little bit. Pop good. I mean, Ooh. got a little sweat. Got to stare at the uh, at the view. <laughs> yeah, off the nice, mountain. Right? Oh my yeah. god, it was beautiful. <clears throat> yeah. I uh, w- I wonder why Mac Airs V two doesn't go by Guire, because that's also a strong right. name. Guire. 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 <laughs> well, if I'm the V two, I could just you're not V two. Switch it to Lane. No, 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 no. You Lane. You are Lane. You are Mac Airs <laughs> the first. Although we have been contemplating. Um, getting all getting matching tattoos for Spokane McLean. Yes, because mm. McLean is in Spokane right now. So your God given fitting. Your God given name is Spokane McLean. <laughs> look at you. Look at how were you? Fourteen in this photo. <laughs> what that one? No, that's uh, I think that's 2019 in Asia. I'm so happy that you're wearing shorts. Oh yeah, short, short, short. Sure, sure, dude. Letting those legs fly out in the Philippines. I don't have. I've I've only had the balls to wear shorts on stage like one time. Really? Oh my Why? god! Because you have such twinkle toes. No, just because I, I don't know. I just it doesn't. You're insecure about your little little dusty <laughs> dusty triloid legs. <laughs> little white kneecaps. I, I keep all the calves out. Talk to me shorts. about the um this picture because this is an album cover yeah that was, you, um, this is such a great album cover <laughs> yeah that was uh I, I was out in the desert and uh we saw that hill hit a little pose what i love about it is that it was so quick you were like hey give me real quick yeah no no you weren't like this is gonna be the album picture because you didn't even put the guitar on fully Mm. It's like half sling. Well, right I was here. climbing a rock. I mean, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm not thinking about putting on the strap. Right? Now let's talk about this. Who is this man? That's me singing in the Berkeley cafeteria. Shut you? up. That's me. Must see. What? Must see TV right That's there. Me. Is that also you? That's also me. That's in my my room, my Boston apartment, where I made Drive Slow. Oh my God, wow. dude! You are such a baby in that photo, Mac. Yeah. For for everybody listening at home, if you don't know Mac Air's music. Um, then go and check it out as soon as you possibly can because it's incredible. Uh, I can't wait Thanks, to have you on Live at the Lodge, dude. The, the I can't wait to be. The house band boys Lodge. have been calling me nonstop. We got one of them in the cockpit today because old Stevie Baby hurt his eye sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> We're sending love, Steve. Tri- uh, Tristan is in the cockpit today. Um, put the camera on yourself, you guitar. handsome little baby. Guitar. Wave it up. What up? What up? Um, <laughs> Tristan specifically has been calling me pretty much three to four times a day. Every day. Just when is Mac getting here? Also, does Mac like this shirt? Can you ask him if I should wear this shirt on the show? What shirt? Uh, all the shirts he was wearing throughout the course of the three <laughs> weeks leading up to this event. I was like, bro, a- any shirt's going to be fine. Just bring a shirt. He's Back. like, but what about this shirt? I found, and, you know, I'm obviously lying to that, but um, uh, I can't, I can't wait. To, to do some writing and some yeah, uh, some music creation 
Um, we made a little beat today. We made a little, little, little half a beat. What are we calling that beat? Your dad's house. Your dad's house, I believe. We're gonna finish. Nice. We're gonna finish thing. working on that yes. that beat, and uh, by the end of the week, we're gonna have a, an entire album. Absolutely. We're gonna call it Mac and Owls. Mac Mac and Owls. Mac and Owls. Mackie Stone. Mac Stones. Mackie Stones. So uh, talk a little bit. You're from Long Island, Mac. Yes. And you are the son of. <laughs> Four lawyers. <laughs> you were talking about. Yes. So your parents divorced when you were two. Yep. And uh, but married other lawyers. Yeah. So you got a quad lawyer situation, yes. and you became a musician. Yep. R- yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> um. A lot of my friends whose parent, you know, like the seemingly the age-old tale is like, well, my dad's a lawyer, my mom's a teacher. Yeah. And. And so I, you know, I did the music thing. Yep. No, straight, straight law in my house. Oh, quad law. Yep. Um, wha- how did you get into music? Um, I think, you know, I, I've been, been singing forever, like on some elementary school choir yeah. stuff. I think my music teacher actually called my parents at one point and said, like, yo, your, your kid is uh, singing loud. He might be into this. He might want to look into that. Um, oh, it's so cool that your teacher actually did that. Yeah. Was yeah. It, what did she say? You were singing loud, or was it like you were actually good? Well, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I mean, his words are probably yeah. that I was good, but I'm sure as a second grader, you know, you just sing loud. Oh, that's, <laughs> if that's you're awesome. if you're trying to sing, I guess. But when that early, did you know that you could sing? Um, probably not. Like in the very beginning, like I'd say when and when I was around like eight or nine, I knew I liked it. A lot. Yeah. But I don't think I knew, like, oh, I'm this great singer. Right. Know? But, um, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I was just singing a lot growing up. I always gravitated towards music. I always had a fascination with uh, the piano and other instruments. I, uh, My mom bought me a keyboard when I was 11, and I... I tell people all the time I've just pretty much spent the next 13 years just sitting at it trying to figure it out. And, and now so you s- you started your entrance was piano because you're an incredible guitar player. Thank you. Um, but yep. piano was first. Yep. God, I wish I I wish I had that asset. Mm. Like I feel like piano is the instrument, especially keyboards now with like digital music production. Oh yeah. If you can do the keys, you're set. You don't need anybody else in the studio. Right. Yeah. Except yeah. somebody that's to, to, to do a feature on your done. song and just not in the studio. Uh, I mean, really, right? Very, very few other hands I like to awesome. have around, if if any at all. It's usually just me. And just at times he just puts just one behind hand. his back as for yeah. to see if he can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I need less hands in yeah. here. Exactly. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Just go lefty, make a lefty beat. Yeah, I was so I was so uh blown away by how quickly you made what you made today in my studio it was pretty it was pretty incredible i was like what how how were you able to do that so fast it would have took me days to do what you did yeah <laughs> thank you um but you know i just like making beats so why r&b then is that was that um, like in your circle were you into hip-hop yeah, first i think yeah i mean growing up like i think to a certain extent we all listen to like what our parents we're listening to like up until a certain age but mm. then once i really started to develop uh the music i like really still enjoy it was a lot of it was a lot of hip-hop it was maybe around like sixth or seventh grade i got into hip-hop and i think as far as r&b goes it was just like the artists that i grew up that wound up being the most compelling to me just like happened to be stevie and michael and mm. marvin and and whitney and just all sort of that space yeah so i think that you know your your music is a product of what you listen totally. to so i think that i sort of just floated into the r&b yeah world, so to speak yeah that's so cool did you ever go through like a a phase of any other style oh yeah w- oh, what yeah. were those phases um well i told you i picked up keys at 11 and then i started playing guitar at 16 because i was just trying to be John Mayer like all the oh time. yeah everybody just, had that phase yeah you course. were you had a Gavin DeGraw <laughs> I think I'm gonna go I had a Gavin DeGraw <laughs> phase too yeah big I time laugh when I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, um yeah I think I'm I think I'm gonna go back to the John Mayer phase you should it's a fire phase to me I mean I 
am thankful for it all the time. It taught me a lot of songwriting lessons that obviously got me picking up the guitar. But yeah, I, I think I thought that I would be a little more on like the acoustic singer songwriter mm. sort of mm. avenue. Yeah. Like an Amos Lee kind of yeah, like folky exactly. soul sort of. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. And then you, and then you just migrated out of that. Yeah. I just, um, once I started to like understand concepts of, of R and B music, um, it just helped me to get a, get a grasp on it and be able to incorporate it into my own writing. And then it shit got more R and B sounding. Yeah. Know? I mean, it's very R&B. Your music does not... There's some like, there's some songs that I've put out that are so close to... Like, I kind of... I attempt to pride myself in being an R&B singer and mm -hmm. musician, but there's definitely songs that I've put out that are like, I don't think you're getting away with it there, kid. Yeah. You're... S there's, there's no um, questioning your roots and inspiration in your music it's like very very much so um what's the word i'm looking for it's authentic r&b in my opinion there's no like Thank ah, you, i think he's like maybe maybe <laughs> trying a little bit too hard here yeah i mean so i think everybody feels like that sometimes but always you know i those are, those are my tunes as genuine as i can make them so. you're, you're continuing to kill it man so you Thank just you, released a record uh, yes, called eight ball yes magic eight ball magic eight ball and this yep. is um is this a quarantine record like you made it during quarantine or it was yeah I think it's the absolute definition of a quarantine record. I started, like, I wrote the first tune two weeks into into COVID. It happened to be Sunny in 62, which was the first track on there. But that was the first one that I wrote, and the last one was in December. Yeah. And where did you write most of that record? Because I think you told me you were de you were over in yeah, that's Long where, Island for that's a minute. That's where the majority of it was written, in my, in my mom's basement in Long Island. But I did, I uh, think... At least one, probably two of them in L.A. before I left. Yeah, rad. Yeah. And so currently you reside in L.A., yes. but uh, I've, we've been hearing little birds chirping that maybe you're making it over to old Julian's side of the globe. Yes, sir. Down. About to pull up on Julian real quick. Let's go be roommates, uh, dude. Yeah. yeah. Get a spot at Williamsburg. Are you guys going to gonna, uh, bunk beds, dude. Make a, I'm down. Make a tennis? Mm, we'll see. We'll see. We'll have to <laughs> Rochambeau. We'll All right, two out of three. Fuck. I never went on those. <laughs> um, but yeah. Why are you cruising be, back? Uh, you just always want to live in New York, or? Yeah, always. I mean, growing up on Long Island is definitely not the same experience as like living in the in the thick of it, living yeah. in the city. Uh, right. I've always, as a New Yorker, I think um, I've wanted to, you know, go and. A tribute to the to the New York scene a little bit, and also, I mean, among other things, I miss my mom and I miss pizza, mm. and bagels, and shit. Mm. So I'm just happy to be in a little more familiar territory. Do you have a slice spot in in New York? Is there like a spot? That I, you're like I got a couple. I mean, if you're in like Manhattan, it's a pretty basic pick, but there's a joint called Joe's that just makes a very good plain slice, like just sauce is good, cheese is good, crust is Do good. Do you just like a plain cheese? Is that your groove? Um, yeah, sometimes. I mean, I like mushrooms mm. on it. I like meatball on it sometimes. Mm. Um, Different places yeah. make different types, different styles. Yeah, exactly. Got to feel, feel it out. Yeah, you got to have like certain places for specific things. Like yeah. New York pizza is getting very specific. Yeah. You got to have your Sicilian joint. You got to totally. have your, your regular slice joint. And what is Sicilian just like thicker slices? Yeah, yeah it's a like deeper puffy, crust. A puffy ass. I honestly don't even I guess, know. I, no, I don't know how they make it, but <laughs> just the puffy joint. Puffy does? Yes. Where's yours at, Jules? What, I, don't you got pizza. I don't like pizza. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so I, over I, you. I don't, I, there's some good pizza. Wait, did you say you don't like it? I don't care for it. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, mean, it's, I just don't. I don't. Mac, man, don't I, listen to this trash. I'm honestly offended. There I was know. A place, there was a place. Are you a New Yorker, too? Like you're. No, I'm from Seattle, dude, and I eat chicken Caesar wraps all day long, and that's it. I'm a loser. Sick. You're sick? I'm just sick that you don't appreciate New York pizza. Look, dude, I appreciate New York pizza. I just don't. I just, I'm, like, I just. All right, man. I drink cold brews and I eat wraps. <laughs> and this is very simple. I, I just feel like you. pizzas. They're good when they're good, but I just don't go out of my way to get They are good. I also spent good. the first three years eating um, uh, two, two bros, which is like the 99 cent pizza slice. It's awful. Because I just didn't have any money, so I was like, "Oh yeah, two bros That's every fair. day, like three pieces is what I can get. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner." Can't say it's not a good deal. 
It's a great deal. Bucket slice is a great deal. It's it's just awful pizza, and it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't represent New York pizza that way. Does so that taint your you taint your pizza? No, I never really I, perspective. No, remember Godfather's Pizza out here? Remember that? Yeah, totally. I hated that Jeez, pizza. Why'd you bring it up? It used to give me because I'm, I'm just telling you. Said is that what tainted your pizza? Godfather's Pizza. Godfather's Pizza used like to they give just me they used some to give Italian shit. And named it after a pizza joint. I guess, God yeah. Pizza. Yeah, it used to just like I. I remember it coming to my door uh, as a delivery thing, and I mm. would, it, olives. That was I told you last night. I yes. had olives. I could tell it was at the door. I could smell the olives. Get a headache. Nobody can Hated smell it. olives. What I mean, a ridiculous thing. To I say. can. Are you, you can. kidding me? I can smell olives. Baked olives. That's yeah, the olives that, the olives that come on pizza though are like baked. oh yeah on a pizza I guess they yeah. are baked they're <laughs> not they're not so great don't think that they they stink like anything I'm telling you dude <laughs> I fuck with an olive I'm with you Al get out I don't I don't particularly <laughs> like olives on pizza but I like wow. like a good green olive you know as mm-hmm. like a more of a black olive man honestly really yeah yeah I don't like the black olives mm-hmm. I hate you guys that's not my thing that's um, <laughs> I can't believe that this is you player that yeah, like crazy that. <laughs> that kid has more hair than I currently do now. It looks like a member me. of of One Direction. I know. Yeah, yeah. Is I, that where you were? Is that where you were anticipating to go? It's interesting. You because you went to Berkeley, and yes. I'm interested in that because we were talking talk a little about bit that about that earlier today at lunch. Um, and it, d- was that just kind of to be expected, leaving high school because you were already playing music and you were like, yeah. "This is my trajectory." I'm yeah, go. I think. I mean, I had only applied to music schools, like, and I think definitely part of that i had no other interests and like coming from where i grew up everybody goes to college so like i Mm. didn't think that there was like that i could that i wasn't gonna go like i just grew up always assuming i would and uh i wound up picking berkeley just because i thought uh you know that it was like a cool place to go study music which is what i wanted to i knew i wanted to do music um yeah that that's sort of how I stumbled across it. So you 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 went to Berkeley and talk about that experience a little bit. You your major or at least your primary instrument was yeah. voice, right? Uh, my principal instrument was uh, I was there on voice. Yeah, and so uh, that would have been what year did you graduate? Two thousand. I didn't graduate, but I oh high school high school I yeah, yeah. graduated high school twenty fourteen. Okay, so, so you auditioned twenty fourteen. Yeah. At Berkeley, God, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, it was probably more like 2013 because you got to do it a little, you know, a little early. Right. The audition. What was your um, like? Talk about that experience because I think there's a lot of people, yeah, who pay attention to this show and the 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 universe of Live at the Lodge that are aspiring musicians who yeah. go, man, maybe should I go do like a like a music school? Do I need to be in a music town? Some people seem to not do it, and it seems fine. And then, like mm-hmm. Charlie Puth did it, and he's kicking ass. So, right. what did he do? He went to Berkeley. He's oh, a Berkeley boy. Okay, cool. <clears throat> did he? Gra- he graduated, right? I'm not positive. But Trevor, who plays guitar in my band, graduated from Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm just curious your perspective on like the, the, the experience. The no, just experience? the experience altogether with going to to, to Berkeley um, and, I mean, and studying art. You know, like. Like all things, there there was good and bad shit about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... What was the good shit? The good shit, I mean, like, I met so many people that are still, you know, uh, peers of mine in yeah. the industry mm-hmm. uh, that wound up, you know, going on to do great things. And I've met many people in my band, many... My girlfriend I met at Berkeley, uh, I, my... You know, I have relationships that'll last a lifetime from there, yeah. and I think that that is something that I'll never, I'll never knock Berkeley for. Like, it definitely is something to be said about getting so many talented people mm. that are all on the come up, all developing their skills, like all, you know, on a, like on like two blocks. Yep. You've just, you know, some some cool shit's gonna happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the thing that I didn't like about it was that it was. It, it turned art into a very formulaic mindset. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of people, and for me for a period of time, I mm. think that I fell into that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think overall, you know, everybody, I, I feel like, especially in a, in a Berkeley context, everybody is like that dude musically from their hometown, right? Mm. Like, you're, you're, probably the best from wherever you're from but 
then you go to Berkeley and you're not shit. Like nobody, right. you know, nobody knows who you are. Um, so I just took the, cause like, I mean, a lot of it is like ratings and like calf shows and get like shows in the cafeteria. That oh, we I was like, what's a calf show? Yeah. You gotta show up your calves? No, they, the, the cafeteria <laughs> over there, that's where I'm singing in that photo. Actually, I'm oh, singing wow. on the cafeteria stage, uh, at like some open mic thing. Um, do we have video from you a, doing? Wait, I'm not sure. Was, there's cafeteria a video that show? was that a, because it, it could probably go both ways for you. You know, I think a lot of people leave their small towns to go. I mean, you grew up in New York, so it wasn't yep. really that small. But you, you leave because you're kind of the big fish type yep. of thing. And then you go to a college that's filled with these kids who yep, are aspiring exactly. to do the same thing. They also got in. They're also really good. You're surrounded by exceptional talent. Mm-hmm. You could either be like, this is great. I'm right. around like-minded people. Or you can kind of like shell up and say, like, yeah. I'm, this sucks because exactly. now I'm no longer great. Did you struggle with that or would you um, appreciate it i mean i know a lot of i know a lot of people did at berkeley like that's that's some shit everybody has to go through just like being there and like sort of realizing that it's not uh that like you're you know not shit anymore yeah. so to speak but i think that you know i i knew that if i put the work in that i would be i i think that i've always had confidence in myself and my musical ability and i have always you know, had sort of a competitive thing going on. And I think we talked about that briefly last night, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I just, I, I wanted it really bad and I wanted to get better. And I wanted, uh, my classmates to know that I was the guy, but you got to a point where you realized that that idea of turning art into a formula was kind of oh, getting absolutely. the best of you and you were, you were becoming aware of that and it was kind of making you resentful about the experience absolutely altogether. yeah as a as a songwriting major over there i mean you're just taking songwriting classes so it's like songwriting is really the thing that i love to mm-hmm. do that's why I, that's why i'm in this profession um yeah. but yeah yeah that they were just turning that shit into you gotta every decision you make has to be based on rhyme scheme and song form and just like shit that puts people's minds into into fucking a box so yeah. to speak did you uh did you feel like you saw a lot of kids uh go in that direction with the school kind of drink the Kool-Aid oh yeah yeah most people I'd say do. more people than not and did was it beneficial if you're looking to like um, pull away far enough like in the in the direction Berkeley wanted you to go in? Yeah, if like if you decided to buy in and go down yeah. that pathway. I think there was a percentage of people that benefited from yeah. that, but yeah. I think probably not most. Yeah, some artists I like guess. really do benefit from like a structure mm-hmm. thing. This is A plus B will equal C if you just you know, A plus B enough. <laughs> um right. but uh but it also can be incredibly debilitating for oh, yeah. like free form flow Absolutely. state art. Yeah. I've never been a a man of structure, so to speak. Yeah. So uh I've always I mean even like as a kid like middle school and high school I have I, I was never a good student, never enjoyed school, never yeah. enjoyed anything about it. Um So yeah, once I once I knew it was time to go, I just went all in for it. And so when when was that moment? So you you did you told said about 5 semesters? Yeah. Uh yeah. what was that point? What was that moment that you're just like this is not for me? Why am I wasting <laughs> my time? You'll you'll enjoy this story. It's actually like a like it was definitely one moment I remember. Uh, I I took a class in what became my last semester of Berkeley. It was called groove writing and basically you learn how to how to notate uh drum shit on a on like a on staff paper right you know where does the snare go where does the high mm-hmm. go that sort of stuff um and i walked into class a little bit late sat down and the teacher asked the class does anyone know what a hi-hat sounds like and nobody like raised their hand and i was just sort of looking around like what the, this is like this is this illustrious music school nobody knows what the fuck a hi-hat sounds like um 
And then I walked out of that room and I never returned to the Berkeley College <laughs> of Music. Really? Be- well, yes. I mean, you. They're- <laughs> In retrospect, like you also didn't raise your hand to say I what didn't. it was. So like some other That's kids might have just been like, uh, I mean, somebody else say that got they didn't it. know what it was. I'm so sure a lot of kids were just like, <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, we know. They, like, it could have been a tired day in class, <laughs> yeah. but it really, it sounds epic in my mind that I was wow. like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Yeah, that's uh, funny, man. That's yeah, I was just. I think at that point, what you know, you, it's like it was coming from something behind. Yeah, it, that was there, like the stick there was that some build back. Yeah, that was the that was the one that broke the camel's yeah. back. Absolutely. How are you supposed to answer that question though? Yeah, <laughs> but, it, but is that the what thing that he that? wanted, or did he want you to explain? Like, he probably just wanted to like articulate, like the like the uh, audible. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, who I, knows what a hi hat sounds like? I mean, I don't even. Question. I'm not even sure if I was offended by like the specific question or like the fact that like that was even something that like had to be discussed. I think I, I was just, you know, there was there was definitely build up to that point. So yeah, I was totally. just like, nah. Yeah. Fuck this. And and so going through like it seemed like you had reached a boiling point really. Yeah. Kind absolutely. Of. Like I've I'm t- I've done 2 years of this school. Mm-hmm. Cuz it do- I've quite I've heard of quite a few experiences of people going to I mean specifically Berkeley. Yeah. And kind of getting into the 2 year mark and going I'm out. I'm not doing this. Yep. Um and I would imagine their experiences aren't that different. No, I bet they're. I bet we have a lot to talk about. What anybody that goes through that, like, in retrospect, is there anything you wish you would have done different with that experience? And um, what did you pull from it? Because we were talking about talking earlier. Sorry, what what about it? Did you really? No, you, we already answered that question with like the friends. I, w- I was thinking about this recently with college because mm-hmm. I didn't go to college mm-hmm. and. I've been around people who have. Yeah. And it seems like the benefit of college is just putting you around a a group of people who are qualified enough to get into college. Yep. Which is not a bad thing. No. I mean it, it was de- it's the best thing I got out of my college. Yeah. So, I mean I I'm forever grateful for that aspect of it. And like it 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 makes me feel like, you know, I'm not pissed that I went to music college. I'm, I'm not mad at my experience there, you know. The, a lot of the shitty things that happened to me there definitely, like, sort of sculpted my mindset a little bit to uh, to succeed, ultimately, I think. Yeah. What would you have been doing if you didn't go? Can't really answer it because it didn't happen, but, like... Playing D3 baseball somewhere. Um, oh, doing really? something else, yeah. If I hadn't decided to go to music school, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think many places would have taken me if I was. When did you know? When you like, what age were you? When you, because, for me personally, uh, I didn't really know that being a musician was a career until mm-hmm. I was like at least fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Mm-hmm. Did you know earlier that like? Yeah. Uh, what What age was that? What was that? Experience? I'd say I was, I was, nine. Nine. Probably. I was a big American Idol fan growing up, oh, okay. and so I would just watch that shit and be like, "Oh my god, these people are." like singing to real people like yeah that's it was it was always something i strive to achieve i wrote in my <laughs> fifth grade yearbook i wanted to be the next american idol yeah. and uh <laughs> that was your senior quote <laughs> <laughs> my senior year of elementary school quote um yeah but that that's i i always knew that i'd be doing something sort of what like what, what era of american idol judge would you have wished to have uh, auditioned for oh the OGs, the OGs dude, Randy yeah. Paul Simon oh, ah, please dude. I mean I, as far as I'm concerned there's no yeah, other yeah me too I don't even know when I see Lionel Richie up there I'm like what, what the hell <laughs> yeah, what the, was Paula hammered every episode right she's just blitz she's blitzed right full <laughs> extendo fingers clapping that cold cup was filled to the brim but you didn't you didn't audition did you no i auditioned for the x factor okay. once so, as so, like a 12 year old so there was kind that of, you did have the intention of maybe taking that route like let's see what this is yeah. like obviously 12 so it's just like yeah. let's see what happens i like mean if, i was if something happens great. i thought it was a real thing i thought I if thought what, I was I mean, going to go there and win it, the shit, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I what, what, what do you think of it? <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> Why do you think you're the American Idol, huh? I just have it. I just have it. <laughs> what do you Bye. think of those What do you think of those uh, <laughs> game shows now? 
being being involved um, in the music industry and probably know, knowing a bunch of dropouts from like top 16 American Idol. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, I think you know, for the most part, I I don't like most of the things about it. And I think that the fact that like the winner of American Idol has to like go into this wild fucking contract and that you know, that was something I realized and then that sort of made me not want to be the next American Idol anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, all that stuff, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. It, it, it's not to say that it shouldn't be there for other people to enjoy, but it just feels corny to me. It just feels like it's all storylines and like yeah. sob stories, and that's why we're paying attention to people but uh but it's interesting i mean it's interesting oh yeah, enough absolutely. for, and for I mean, to like shit. inspire you to be a musician absolutely and as a kid i mean it's fucking awesome like yeah before you get into like the cynical dissecting of right. you know, how television shows operate i was enamored by that shit i that is what made me ultimately pick the career path that i'm doing now so I'll that's wild man i wish that there was a way you could like you know how if you pay a specific amount of money with, with tv providers you don't have to watch the commercials yeah i wish there was like a life button that you could hit <laughs> like push to where you just didn't you never saw behind the veil of yep. how shit actually works right like the ignorance you know, button that you could just be like, I want my experience to just be full of ignorance yes. and everything. Keep it sugary. Keep it sugary. <laughs> I want everybody to blow rainbows up my Who's asshole. Pushing that? Who's pushing that button? I would push it. No, you wouldn't. Every like four <coughs> weeks, I'd push it. Like just for. No, you a can break. push it once. Okay, maybe your once parents can push it forever. for you. <laughs> you can't push it for yourself, <laughs> you but you're back and like, I don't want Rudy Dapp to become a singer and follow my footsteps. I'm pushing the button for him. Well, no, if I didn't push the button, then he if I. If I push the button, probably he would just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to straight American Idol, baby. <laughs> Season 83. I, yeah. It's interesting because I've always had a real negative perspective of those shows. Yeah. Simply because um, it doesn't it, – it never felt to me like the shows were for the contestants. It felt like it was right. for the judges. Oh, absolutely. It was like, yeah. oh, well, let's get these artists on here who's, you know – careers are in whatever state they're in yeah and let's put them on tv and give them all the shine and the right. and the time um which is fine whatever it's tv right yeah, like i don't yeah, i exactly. don't know what it takes to, it, to get ratings for you know some people to like um and so i always had this like i remember I, i've had so many people come up to me like at shows with like <laughs> hundreds of people you know like it was early on in my career but there was like close to a thousand people at this show and they said like why aren't you on american idol yeah the people that come to me in the line <laughs> and be like hi man well i don't know why they're from the south <laughs> hi <laughs> <laughs> you should try out for american idol and as and in I what like, world what would you have been like holy shit you're right how did i not think of that yeah 300 people in this room how the <laughs> fuck didn't i think yeah. of that? yeah well it can just kind of blew my mind i was like i why do i need to do that like i'm doing the career yeah. thing like i have a career right um and so i always was just real kind of like turned my nose up at it yeah i even had a because they vet everybody that tries out like what do you mean like they ask them to try out yeah oh for yeah. the voice and for american yeah. idol they like have scouts they have teams of That's scouts why I did x factor as right they probably scouted yep. you so I remember, I don't know how the hell they got my number, but mm -hmm. a scout from The Voice called me. And this was really early. Like, I was broke AF, sleeping mm -hmm. on couches, eating pizza, like, that was not my pizza. Mm -hmm. And they called me, and uh, I was just like, I'm way too good for this. <laughs> <laughs> Which, at the time, I absolutely was not too good for that. Um, but uh, I got asked to go like be a mentor on american idol oh, recently wow. and of course i was like well duh i'm gonna do that like really? so many people watch the show mm -hmm. and kind of seeing the like seeing the experience for the contestants yeah. i was like this is not bad this is not a this is not a bad thing hmm. they're entertaining millions of people right they're bringing music into the home when it's completely gone oh right? yeah like it, there's no more music videos right. on the tv there's no more just music entertainment that is period i don't know my exposure to music coming from a family of lawyers if not yeah for like what would it have been big right. television program yeah we know? don't have any music television anymore besides oh, yeah. like these game shows yeah 
Um, and uh, and Katy Perry is Babe Town, dude. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yikes, baby. Katy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Want to be on their podcast? Katy? Katy? Hey, Tris, could you get old Katy Perry on the uh, <laughs> the ticker for us, maybe? <laughs> hey, do you think I could uh, I could go pee real quick? <coughs> yeah, maybe go. Do the thing. Do you know where the bathroom's at? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Down the we'll, we'll press a little right. pausey yeah, pause. Yeah, then, Folks uh, at home, no, we're not going to we're not gonna press pause. We're just going to talk about you. Yeah, we're going to talk about you behind the back. I mean, on a podcast. Don't say anything. It's public. Oh, it's going to be deep in the pocket, bro. It's going to be super pocket depth. You going to smoke another J? <laughs> we were talking about smoking you on this podcast because you like to smoke so much. Yeah. Alan got you nine pounds of marijuana for your entrance to coming over here. It's uh, you know, Alan's a good host. I will. Uh, that's my good host. I love hosting. I know. <laughs> I love hosting. Have I been a good host to you, Jules? You've been staying mm. really? Yeah, dude. It's been great. You're awesome. super good. You're great, Tristan. Man. You want to come have a sleep seat? The, the only shitty part about can I come live with you? Yeah, come on, baby. I don't feel like you're really hosting me anymore. You are, but you're, but you're also like. I still make you crumbs. <laughs> yeah, but you make you you make crumbs. <laughs> you make crumbs. Did you smoke a little? <laughs> no, I kind of want to though. You make crumbs, and you use so many goddamn dishes to make your crumbs, and then you know that JP Grimace is gonna clean the dishes at the end of the mod bot call. And we are back, dude. How was that? How was that? Gonna say nice things about me while I was taking a peek. We just talked shit about each other. Dude, we were like, "How handsome is Matt Gares?" I don't know. Killing it. How handsome, dude? Oh, that was your. Was that your sex audition? Yeah, you know me. You know me with the faces on stage. Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. Yeah, we um, we were talking about my hosting capabilities actually when you were gone. You are an incredible host. I've only been at your house for under 24 hours, but I've already had a tuna melt. I've gone in a hot tub. I've Talk about the tuna melt, please. I would like to be complimented. I want to be complimented. Tuna melt is is gas. So much that I said my (laughs) Jewish mother would very much enjoy it. Um, The raw onion... The, the jalapeno bread bun. Bro, can uh, we ship so your mom one of my tuna melts? She would actually love that. Can we overnight just it? Like 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 dehydrate <laughs> it, and then all she has to yeah. do is just put it in water? And you, oh yeah, God, put that joint on ice. Reek. Ship it across. She would love us. I get a lot of, like, butcher hey, box. Shout out. What's her name? What's up, Mama? Mary. Hey, Mary. Shout hey, Mary. out. She's Beautiful name, Mary. We, we love you, Mary. Love you. Mary, did you know... Um, Okay, so back to Berkeley and um, your experience there. The Charles Barkley School of Music, I like to call it. The Charles Barkley School of Music. Um, First, one question. Berkeley Music School is spelled B-E-R-K-L-E-E. True. Berkeley colleges in California are spelled E-Y. True. Absolutely no connection, right? None at all. Yeah, because somebody the other day. That was me. Was that you? Yeah. You're like, there's a, there's a, another like a music college in uh, California too, right? I was like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's a music college. No, well, I'm sure they have a music cl- like school. Well, of course, yeah, yeah but yeah, Berkeley, yeah. Berkeley, the one that you went to is the only one of its kind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think they I have a campus that. in like Europe too, but it's the, oh, cool. Mm. It's that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else are you into, man? Besides, you're you're a sportsman. You're yes. We, we talked about basketball for quite some time. That That's was fun. The majority of what else I'm into <laughs> outside of music, just watching any basketball, really, just primarily the Knicks. I'm a big Knicks fan, yeah. lifelong. How are they but, looking uh, this year? The best we have been in a long time, I'll tell you. That's Ju- great. Shout out yeah. Julius Randle, All Star, first time All Star. Yeah. Shout out. We love to see that. Yeah, they've been pretty. Tris, what do you know? I'm talking about Tristan. I hear you. All Star, it's about time. Yes, sir. About damn time. I think we're the we might be the seventh seed right now, which I mean, as far as like how good we've been in the past like decade, it's pretty far. Lucky number seven, baby. Let's go. Ready. Let's go to some games, dude. When we're on Newsy, please, bro. As Courtside. soon as I can, man. Let's hang out with us. You buy them? Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Got let's all these podcast bucks, dude. Yeah, bro. All right, let's it now. I'll buy the <laughs> I'll provide the chicken nuggets. You know, I'll, I'll buy the I'll buy the I'm, food. I'm cool that. with uh, Stan Lee, not Stan Lee. That's the Marvel comic guy. Is uh, the Marvel Spike comic guy Spike, Spike Lee? Lee? Yeah. I was gonna say. Does Spike still <laughs> go to the games? Um, I think no. There was a, there was an incident where he. Uh, 
<laughs> I mean, the Knicks owner is just like an absolute shithead. Like the <laughs> his name is James Dolan. He's just like the he's a racist, horrible human being. He just happens to own. Oh, is this the super the old balls guy that like his girlfriend leaked? No, that's uh that's the old Clippers dude, Donald oh, okay. Sterling. Okay, uh, the commissioner banned him for life after that. Yeah, he's an old man. He's, he's a, a very a old crusty, man. Rusty, just. I, I, yeah, not a good dude. Old and so James like Baldwin, though, too. He's J- James Dolan. James yes. Dolan. He uh, he owns any good. any team that plays in the Garden is owned by James Dolan, and he's just yeah. Wow. Look up a Google image. James he's Dolan, ugly as hell. I'll say that on wax. D O L A N. Dude, you can get some uh, courtside tickets with your new with your new status, bro. You're big timing, dude. What new status? I, I've been big, trying. You're Mac Ayers, bro. If if this is this ugly dude's got to hit me up for me to get courtsides. Um, the chick he's sitting next to is a pretty babe. I doubt yeah, they're together. Doesn't make him prettier. Why is his neck? <laughs> is his head connected to his body? Yeah, he looks like a. He looks like the fucking slug from Monsters Inc. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch. Mike <laughs> was like Who's yeah. he sitting to right? That was sitting next to you right there, old. Is that a I don't know. Gwyneth Paltrow? Paris Hilton. Nah. He looks fun, man. I, I bet he goes skiing. <laughs> I, I know that he tours with his blues band, like when he's not ruining my favorite basketball team. Um, <laughs> and you know they're not good too. I have no nice things to say about James Dolan. He's like, he he looks ass, he looks dude. like he's curmudgeon, but he's sitting next Let's to a new up. new hottie every time he goes to the game. Oh, there's he's sitting next to some old Knicks. I see Spreewell over there and uh, Latrell, bro. Old Latrell, yes sir. Number eight. I wish Latrell would come out with some headphones. Doesn't it seem like every ex <laughs> and by Latrell? <laughs> like every and every ex NBA star or like musician is like coming out with headphones. Is anybody else? Headphones, alcohol, or like tree. Like there's an old Nick that has like his own weed. Of, yeah, Viola, weed. It's like purple. Al Harrington, Nick's legend. Oh really? What, what is fire tree? What well, that's a terrible now? name, Viola. Up, it's too close hey, to Al, Viagra. Hit me up, dog. Hey, Al, what a, I don't Al know. Send me a sample, a sample platter. <laughs> For anybody at home who wants or is curious, Mac burns. He is a burner. Send me marijuana products. Yeah, he's into Please. it. Um, we 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 got you some good stuff. We got some of that Washington State busy busy. I I'm a big. Big fan of the Washington tree. Whenever it's I come through here, so do you I notice like partake? Are you because th- you seem like a proper connoisseur of of cannabis? Do you notice so like with wine? Um, mm. I don't know much about wine, but the little bits that I know because I watched Sideways twice <laughs> was. <laughs> That's all the info you needed. (laughs) Is that um, (laughs) like climate has so much to do with the grapes? You can't say anything now because you don't have any validity. (laughs) No, listen. No, 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 no. It makes sense. Like it makes sense theoretically. Real sommelier over here. Based upon like how much like the the seasons and how much sun you would get through the specific season for the grape. Yeah. The the wine tastes differently. Yeah. I think it's called tannins. Anybody? I'm just gonna let you keep going. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I've I haven't seen Sideways even once, so I don't uh, know. It's a pretty good flick, dude. Um, who's in it? Who's the guy? Uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, uh, baby. Cool. Paul Giamatti. That Holy. guy fucks with pizza for sure. <laughs> no neck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Love that guy. He's, he's the best. What was that movie? We watched this wrestling movie the other day. Oh, he was yeah. in. Remember that? It was great. Movie. I watched it with my folks, dude. My mom mm. and dad really enjoyed it. Shout oh, out yeah. to. Shout out to mom and dad. Shout out to mom and um, dad. Okay, so do you notice as a connoisseur of cannabis mm-hmm. that based upon where the weed is grown or whether the weed is grown indoors or outdoors oh. or whether or not Latrell Sprewell has <laughs> danced <laughs> on it? I think um, probably not like as specifically as that. Like I couldn't like smoke it and be like, well, this is clearly a San Francisco <laughs> indica. Um, Anytime you say this is clearly <laughs> after anything, I'm going <laughs> to believe it. Any, anytime it anybody does threat, that, well, this is yeah. clearly. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. No, I got that shit right. Yeah. yeah I'm, I think, um, you know, I, I, I just smoke a lot of weed and I, I know that places like you know LA and San Francisco and uh and here I mean mm. Seattle and now 
McLean in Spokane. Now I know about the weed here too. Yeah, um, but it's good dad. Yeah. Um, do you I feel like it helps you with your creativity when you smoke, or do you just? Do oh yeah, you're I mean that's you've just been doing well, it for so long it, now. Among other things, I uh-huh. think it also you know mellows me out and keeps me not uh, like so in my head, like thinking about you know a gazillion different things at once. It right. helps me be a little more present. It helps me focus on the task at hand. <laughs> See, that's super interesting because it does the opposite to me yeah. at times, and it does for a lot of people. I know that it gets people like in their head and mm. paranoid and shit but it's always uh it's always worked for me yeah and i definitely don't condone it to anybody that like it doesn't work for i'm not one of those guys yeah i remember everybody <laughs> needs to yeah. fucking burn up dog I remember <laughs> it's just <laughs> something i really anybody who is like that is probably looks yes. like if you could just tr- switch over <laughs> to the computer <laughs> right now <laughs> This seems like the kind yes. of guy who would be like, oh, everybody needs to smoke marijuana. Just do it 20 more times. Bro, I just got an eighth for $60. Such a good deal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting, man, because for, for a long time, uh, when I first started smoking, mm-hmm. that was kind of like the first, that was like the era where I was doing what you do right now, which is just like make a beat a day. Yeah. I was just like in the lab. Uh, just making, just making the beats and, uh, jewel. I had no, well, you're much, your situation is much better because people actually pay you to make beats. (laughs) I was supporting you. Yeah. Jules was working at LA fitness, bringing home crunch wrap Supremes for us to split. Let's go. That's what, I mean, they're pretty big crunch wrap. Yeah. That's it. That's that fill you up a little bit. Yeah. I was working steady, dude. I was truly supporting this cat. Yeah, dude. He was my sugar daddy. That's a ride or die. That's a ride or die. He was my sugar daddy. And, um, and I w- he would come home, and I'd be like, bro, check out this new, He'd <laughs> check out <laughs> this new beat. Dude, he would just turn just around. Gas. He would turn around, like, because uh, in the room, I'd, I'd enter the room, and the desk would be up against the back wall, and he would just be like, <laughs> turn around, and his fucking eyes were A just. A cloud of smoke. Red. Comes out of his hair and shit. Totally, man. And he's just like, bro, check this out. This <laughs> is like, yeah, dude, this fucking kicks ass. And then we wrap. That's, that's basically my life right there. That's, that's awesome, good, uh, that's yeah. good synopsis. I want to get back into that groove, though, man. Like, I think for me, uh, with my music uh, creation, mm-hmm. I'm. Um, it's we were talking about this earlier. Is that like I've worked with. God, I don't want to like be dishonest on the show i don't know but like i've been with labels for the last few records and i and i deeply appreciate everybody at those let me start off this statement by i deeply appreciate every single human who's worked on one of my projects Mm -hmm. their care and consideration for my music is great and the stuff that i've put out is um i'm very proud of all those records i'm very proud of and i'm very great grateful that they turned out the way they did but when you work with a label and you've never properly worked with a label which is so cool to see in here you um you have to like in order to get you sign a partnership right but it's not really a partnership it's like you sign you sign a a a deal to essentially essentially um put forth the power to whether or not certain things are released or not. Yeah. I mean, th- you, it's more than just that, of yeah, course. Absolutely. But, but like you. when you sign a label deal, you'll get record, 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 check this one out, check this one out, mm-hmm. check this one out. And like, they have the last say, mm-hmm. um, because they've spent the money. Yeah. And so I think that that has constricted my desire absolutely. to like make the music. So I'm like, well, shit, like I've got, to get through all like these nine channels in order for the people that I want to hear the music to hear it. Right. So like maybe I'll just go make a video instead, or maybe I'll go and, and, and make a show instead Mm -hmm. or do a podcast, you know? And, uh, I'm, I, I'm out of my label deal now currently, and I'm interested to see, cause I mean, once we start the talks on that, like next LP (laughs) thing, there'll definitely be like label, people yeah. chirping of course and always m- and say I'm that again when you're out of your next what i'm out of my my deal my label deal so like when i'm cooking the next ep when i like the yeah when i assemble like what is give me some of that all 12 songs that me and mac are gonna write this weekend mm-hmm. uh 
a good one. Huh? There's going to be 30. There, you know, there's going to be like a label discussion. And um, and I'm curious what route I'll take. But there's definitely a perspective of like somebody like like you, Mac, who you're like, yeah, I just wake up every day. I make a beat. Let's make a beat. I used to yeah. just like make beats like like that, like every single day. I for know. I lived with you. For man, it was like year, year and a half. Yeah, and none of them saw the light of day. But I had such oh, a blast yeah. doing it. Less than twenty-five percent of mine ever see the light of day. Yeah. So I think that's just if you're just making a lot of shit. I mean, for me, like, it's not so much to say like make a beat every day. Like that's the way that you fucking succeed in life. But like, I just love this shit so yeah. much. I just the like, I I credit. You know, the hard work that I put in of practicing and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, it really is just my absolute favorite thing to do in the world. And the fact that, like, it gets to be my job is just God, so, so cool to hear, man. <laughs> it's just, it, I am grateful every day. It's so cool. Is there any moment in your uh, journey with music where you've just been, like, fed up with it? Burnt out? Oh, or? yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think, uh, like... Probably the most prominent example was at Berkeley, mm. you know, like before I had the the whereabout and the confidence to be like, fuck this. Mm. Like when everybody else is buying into something around you, it's so easy to fall into that space. Mm. And I think that I sort of, um, you know, uh, I don't know if I ever like was like never picking up a guitar again right i was always gonna like fuck with it to a certain extent but i sort of just thought i'd be a bar musician my whole life like i grew up instead of like getting a job me and and my drummer still to this day chris who is from my hometown um we would play at local bars like for the night to like you know make enough money to like get weed and eat and i sort of you know m maybe around the time i was 18 you know i'd been playing like six or seven years of of bar gigs so i sort of was ready to concede to the fact that like if this is my career like i'm not mad i got enough to like i said to get weed and eat yeah so i'm chilling but That's a great attitude man yeah yeah i mean i never unless I you break your, at the unless you break like, your arc but music. here's the question here's the question because it seems to change once you get to a certain point in your career so yeah. like you know, I hope and, and imagine that your career will continue to move in a trajectory forward. Um, however, it's, uh, things can always change. Absolutely. And, uh, not to be dire, but like if that were to drop out from under you, going back down to something less than what you have gotten to yeah. would be a lot more difficult. But would you still anyways? Is it because you love it so much? Yeah, I mean, if that were the case and I really, you know, couldn't make a living doing exactly what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I'd throw a hissy fit, like, getting back on, yeah. a, on a stage at a bar if I'm just, yeah. as long as I'm playing, I'm just practicing and getting better. Totally, man. And those bar gigs, like, that's exactly what it was. It was basically just, like, being in the shed for yeah. six years, like, before I actually got an opportunity to, like, put out content that was, like, truly mine. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah. It's all covers and shit. It's awesome, man. I feel yeah. similar. I'm, 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 you can't really, like quantify or measure who's where and where and how and what in, in our separate pos of careers but like mm -hmm. i feel like you know wherever i feel like i want to get in in my milestone markers of my own career if i don't i'll still just do like plays yeah. in you know black yeah. box theaters out in new york or spokane or anywhere just and that's just because you have, like, really fuck with really, that i really like it yeah i just have so it just brings me so much joy and that's, absolutely that's a cool thing to hear um, it's cool to hear you say it too, man. Yeah, that's 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 sweet. Yeah, <coughs> you love to hear that. I mean, you I you only hope that like from a place of passion, from a place of passion yeah. for for other people. That's that's something mm. I would wish to anybody that yeah. you know wants to work hard and is willing to work hard. I just yeah. hope that it's like something that they really fuck with. You yeah, know? totally, man. I think sometimes you can even your experience can be diminished by reaching those milestones and i actually had another question sure, about yeah. milestones and like you know what for both of you guys like where do you what do you look forward to having happen in your career that you feel like that's the next thing because as an actor i'm just always like okay as soon as i get this thing then i'll like it'll elevate to the next level and as soon as i get that thing that'll elevate me to the next level yeah and that's never actually true i get mm -hmm. that thing and then i'm just like 
Okay, well, here right. I'm still here and hanging and doing so the thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly it's, where I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but do you guys have those for yourselves at this point, like milestone markers that you want to? You can speak on it first, Al, and, if you want. And because you were talking about besides, labels, besides making it to the top twelve of American Idol, <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 no, it, it came from besides when I was having to you Paula guys. clap for me like this. <laughs> it, it, came, it came from hearing you guys talk about labels and like, is that important to you? I guess, and like, is that a milestone that you want to reach? Because is is that something? Do you want to be as a musician in a label deal that's awesome or does that even exist i just no i don't think that i think that there's yeah i don't know like i think you navigate every situation and you just have to understand what what you're getting into mm-hmm. um yeah we, was it was it us that was talking about expectations were you were you and i talking about expectations sure. i was talking with somebody recently about me about expectations and managing them and managing them. Oh, I think it was a, another podcast I had done recently is that those expectations are seemingly what drive you towards getting burned out quicker. I yeah. think is for so long I was like very results driven and like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this record and it's, I'm going to sell this many copies and then that's going to put me in this size of room and then, I'm going to be this much more like important somehow. Mm-hmm. And, um, sometimes that happens and yeah. you get the thing that you're like, you get the result you're hoping for, but you don't feel the result the same way. Like it doesn't right. feel like this revelatory, Oh, I've made it. This is Nirvana. <laughs> um, it just, yeah. you just, set your sights on something else and something different. And, um, so for me, what I've been attempting to try and really focus on is the process and mm-hmm. like learning to love the process again, which is really inspiring to see somebody like you, Matt, cause you seem to just be oh, completely love the process this week, enthralled bro. with the process. Yeah. And, um, so that's kind of the next phase of my creative existence is like falling back in love with the process and not being so deeply connected to the results because Mm -hmm. for the major, I think pretty much ever since anybody started paying attention to me, it's all been the results. Now, that's like a valid way to think. It's not, it's, it's not completely invalid. No, but I think like to tie your identity up into the results is wrong. I think that you can try to get good results. Yeah. But essentially my, I was, I was, I, I was identifying the value of my art based upon the results. And I don't think that's right. I think you should value mm-hmm. you. You should value your art based upon the joy of the process of making it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then if the, if the results don't end up the way that you want, then you're going to diminish the value of your art mm-hmm. and then diminish the desire to make it yeah and absolutely. so um it, i did that for for many years and and now i've getting to a point where i've realized that i did that and want to just fall back in love with like making art again and and make and hanging out with new friends and and uh making new music or new videos or you know we, julian said this beautiful thing to me recently when we were talking this whole process versus results thing has been on my mind mm-hmm pretty much all through this last year and ever since I had Rudy and um shout out to Rudy shout out to Rudy baby what a ledge dude uh he um just so it's funny you say that you're so results driven because every time you talk about any story like any depiction of things that you hold dear of the last like 10 years of your musical journey it's all stories about the process. Yeah. It's never like, oh, dude, back in, ni- back in <laughs> 2012, I sold 100,000 copies of, and then I received a N-A-I-A-A-I-N-C-double-R-M-P If I had award, a dollar for every time somebody tried to flex some, some shit awards. like that to me, and yeah. I go, cool. nice, man. Right? Yeah, Fuck like, yeah pop off and yeah and when people do <laughs> when people do do that to me yeah i'm like i'm so turned off yeah i'm like go, oh. go away yeah yeah um no, you like have to it. realize that for yourself more than you have to realize it for how you outwardly project that information absolutely like, alan 
has never been the type to be like, hey, like I did this and this is right. these are my accolades. He's not one to show that right. stuff off. But he's that doesn't mean he's not thinking about it. Doesn't mean he's not know, con- his mind was all the time. Thinking about it. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's like not ironic that it parallels with you kind of like becoming a a professional musician. Right. <laughs> you know, as soon as you became a professional musician you were like, Oh, now making music is my like professional task and now it's a numbers game whereas before it was a creative process driven intention mm-hmm. and your your whole scope of it all changes because it, it right. because it would it, it, it should i mean it, it doesn't have to and it, i think it's normal for that to happen to any artist and it's great and encouraging to hear you saying like you're trying to like get like put all that away and like get rid yeah. of that again and i think like that's the most important thing to keep in mind as an artist for I'm sure a lot of right. young aspiring artists to like go through that phase of their their own experience yep. and then reel back and be like right. okay cool now I have to throw away everything I've mm-hmm. been taught or I've learned along the way all these bad habits that I've gotten and get back to the basics of what yeah. always made me the most happy you know? Absolutely. and it's crazy how hard that is right. <laughs> and know? even on like I mean just to touch on what you were talking about in the beginning of that, uh, you were, you know, about just the idea of like flexing versus like just being confident in yourself. Like, I think there's something to be said about the fact that, you know, we do live in a, in a social media era where cats feel obligated to flex on each other all the time. And Mm. I think it's not to say that the fact that if you're somebody like Al or, or myself, that it's just like not constantly trying to flaunt our accolades or anything that's going on but like it's not to say that i don't believe in myself i think it's just like a way that you should carry yourself like i'm not gonna i mean i'm not i'm not better than anybody as a man but in my mind i'm better than people as a musician Mm. you know so i think that it's just a difference between you know but that's probably what wakes you up in the morning and gets you absolutely and my answer to your original question would be the motivation for me is that I know every day I wake up, I'm better than yesterday. Yeah. And I'm just trying to, I, if I think too big picture, then I, it, it looks less clear to me. Mm. But I know that every, that I, I make beats every day because I'm trying to wake up the next day and make a flyer beat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wonder, it'll be interesting to have a conversation with you 10 years down the road. And I hope it just... 10 years farther ahead and with more progress from where you're currently at because yeah you got a great attitude about thank you man so do you and it's it's, uh it's it's awesome man it's awesome to uh to hear you guys wanting to just like fulfill the the artist's passionate project of what it is you're trying to accomplish with Mm -hmm. your stuff now rather than like it's not as important anymore. Maybe the pandemic has kind of shown us that. Maybe I think it maybe has just a little like, bit. I think for Alan especially, like I'm speaking for you, but like realizing how capable you are of doing so many other things without the help of oh, labels and management. I mean, and 2021. You know, I mean, you know me. I could speak on speak on shit like that forever. I think we we live in a time where everybody has the tools to to do what I'm doing or to do what Al's doing. You know, mm-hmm. I think that it's just a matter of. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say that it's all, you know, outworking other people and shit. I, I, I would suspect that some luck had to do with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, it doesn't mean that I, like, didn't put in at least my 10,000 hours of practice, you know. And that's the thing that defines my worth to myself. But it's that, it's that little shift, though, of, like, practice versus passion. Because mm-hmm. practice, to me, always feels hard. Well, if you but, if but, you call it that, yeah, yeah, I if agree. you like approach it like practice, yes. like, like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna lace up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my jock strap on, but like right. what you do is also practice, absolutely. But you're framing it as passion, yeah, and um, I think that that's that's like the unspoken. You can't, right. you can't bottle that up. Like you can't teach that as a coach. You can't right. go exactly. You need to practice, right? Like you need to be passionate. You know, like you just can't. You either have it or you don't. Also, I guess I like mean, you either have a combination or you don't. The way that I would explain it to people, like I feel like if we're using you know a basketball analogy, like I feel like that a basketball player would probably get better 
playing a scrimmage than like doing a, a fucking cone drill or something. Oh, right. Like, there are certain things that drills help you focus on, and I think that there are certain warm-ups and exercises that we do as artists that like can focus on certain things, but the thing that makes me good at making beats is the making of the beats. Right. You know? And I think that for if you're good at hooping, you just have done a lot of hooping. You know? Right. And I, I've always thought of it like that. Yeah, because with coming back to that basketball analogy, what I think the real power of scrimmage mm-hmm. in that is the competitive nature. Absolutely. Like yeah. losing, losing yourself. Being in, in real in-game situations that totally. like a cone drill is not providing you with. You know? Absolutely. And it's the same with music i've got so many young kids who come to me like how, what do you what, i want to do music how yeah. do i navigate this and somebody told me that, that i should question. you just got to fucking do it yeah you just got to you just got to do what it I but tell also everybody yeah totally getting out getting out though wax just do it just do it on stare wax. right in the fucking camera well i said just <laughs> just do it there's no other way i mean you can't tiptoe around that shit you no gotta, you got to jump off if you're going to do it you got to just fucking do it yeah, which mm-hmm. is can be terrifying too, because I think a lo- as well, a lot of kids are doing it. Yeah, and they don't sense like the results that they want. Right? Yeah, right. Which is another like reroute towards being connected to the results. Mm-hmm. Is that you can feel if you are connected to the results, you can feel like, well, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not being any right. better. It's like social media era. Yeah, type man. Beat. It can it can be tough, but as 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 Max said, um, very wisely, uh, just do it, just do it, and 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 you'll find to it, I think you'll find your your groove and and your way. Oh yeah. Can I take one more pee break? <laughs> yeah, I think we're about to wrap it up, baby boy. We're uh, we've been we've been on here about an hour. Oh fire! So fart. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> oh fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll still pee. Tell tell folks where uh, <laughs> tell folks where before we end this thing where. Oh we'll yeah, we'll we'll wrap. I won't pee yet then. Maybe I'll just pee in my chair. Sorry, just what was the question? Pants, dude. It's all good. Tell uh, tell the folks where they can find you and uh, where they can what, find me at. Yeah. Shit. I hope you don't find me, but you can find my music, um, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Yep. The various internet places. Uh, you know, Mac Airs, A Y R E S. Yeah, that's it's actually tough. A Y R E S. Yes. Oh, really? Not like Roy. Roy what? is E R S, but I am R E S. I booked yes. your uh, I booked your ticket and I mix misspelled your name. Yes. Um, and uh, it was all G when I got there though. You 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 came through. You I switched it back. Yeah. yeah, Glenda in Arizona for uh, Alaska Airlines helped me out. Thank you, Glenda. Thank you so much, Glenda. Appreciate um, you, Mac. Thank you so much for being here, bud. Thanks right, for making thank the track. Thank you so much. And uh, for folks at home. Um, Check them out. Mac we Airs on all on all count. Round two. See what yeah, happens I'm ready. at the end of this the, week. The the one that you know we're supposed to be comfier with each other. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know how you. much comfier we can get, but it's pretty cool, man. I'm excited. It's I'm pretty, excited to see it. It's pretty cool to feel uh, as comfortable with a person that you've only known for 18 hours mm. as I as I do with you. I, yeah. I, that's not always the case. I try to. I try to have those kinds of relationships with anybody that I meet. Every all of us do. Oh, of but course. But it doesn't mean that it happens. No. It usually doesn't. So. Yeah, more often than not. But yeah. I appreciate you saying it's an exception it's to been, the rule, man. It's been great to fucking hang with you guys, get to know y'all. And get the fuck out of here, dude. Go right. pee. Yeah, I'm. I Go really have yourself. to pee, people. It was all good to see you. Give um, it up for Mac Ayers, everybody. He's Mac going Ayers. to the bathroom. <laughs> see you next time, y'all. <laughs> Oh, boo-boo, did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one, huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash liveatthelodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire Live at the Lodge family. Yep, yeah, you're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout-out videos, me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew, huh? Check it out, patreon.com slash liveatthelodge.